tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Hello, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome to AfterBuzz TV Boardwalk Empire, Season 5, Episode 1. I'm Kevin Undergar, your host. So excited to be here at the same time. Very bittersweet, as we only have seven more of these, which is just still a stunner to me. I am seated by someone who's been with me for, what, three seasons now, Sarah? Yeah, I know, something like that. Yeah? Yeah. Who's with me right across? Hi, guys. This is Sarah Stratton. You have to throw it out there. This is the final season. You said seven episodes, but final season. You're right. Final, seven episodes left in the Entire series. Thing. Oh, my goodness. And we have a new host with us. Yes, I am Charlie Behrens. Been a longtime fan of the show, so I'm excited to be on the on the uh, panel. And he we, looks a lot like Bethany. He does. Yeah. yeah. Use your imagination. Squint a little. Yeah, it works. I know I've been getting tweets from, uh, texts from Ebony, who is, you know, is one of the best hosts of this show. And, uh, she is in New York working for Fox. But, uh, hopefully we'll get her to call in at some point. Uh, will we be seeing Bethany? I know she's working on a movie. She's pretty busy, but we're going to try and get her in here. Give some tidbits of her knowledge. All right. Well, let's get right to it. So. We all had done the research, you know, coming up to the show. We we knew we were going to be in 1931. We knew we were going to be seven years ahead. Um, just the fact that Arnold Rothstein, you know, was was killed. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and that we never saw that. Mm-hmm. But we knew he had some kind of relationship with Margaret going. Okay. Shows me that the fact that the series got canceled disrupted whatever the game plan was. Yeah. I, I agree with that. We all knew that he was getting paler and paler. He was changing. We knew he was on the road to death. Being that they did this jump and we lost so many years, it would have been more shocking to me if we didn't have anyone die. Like, I'm going to miss AR, but it's been seven years in this crazy world. Like, I was expecting, like, four characters to be chopped off <laughs> and be like, it's been seven years here. People had to die. And But, but if you don't see the deaths, it's... Um it's real tough on a on a viewer. It's real tough, but I mean, and, also... and my point is, I don't think that this was planned. No, I don't either. Especially a character like Rothstein. I mean, he was one of the most compelling characters throughout the entire, um, you know, series. And to just have it be, you know, Meyer just say it. But to have casually. the seven years be believable, you needed oh, to. Kill. Oh no, no! I, and I by the way, no. And, yeah. by, and by the way, per history, no matter what they say, they they always say, "Oh, we will we'll take liberties with history." They haven't. With the true factual stuff, they haven't, you know. So there's no way you couldn't kill him. You know, he couldn't be alive at in 1931, mm-hmm. not stay true to the series. But I think the way they were, you know, we were seeing his disintegration, but we were also seeing him with Margaret last season. Mm-hmm. And you could just see that this curve through Terrence Winter for a loop when HBO said, uh, not only are you getting one more season, but you're only getting eight episodes. So tell your story. Right, right. And that's exactly what... What I'm uh, saying to you is just like 
how could you let him go <laughs> right, in, no. in such a way I would have loved to see his his character, you know, complete its cycle. So but we're not ending that story. No. Like he might be gone, but we do have the remnants of, of the course. arc. No, of files. course, but he he is a star. He's you know, mm-hmm. um and he's someone who's been incredibly compelling and I guess you know my my question is to you guys I mean, I'm all in. I love the show. Like, I totally was sucked in anyway for 1931. But are you guys disappointed that, you know, we didn't pick this up in 27 or 28 or we mm-hmm. didn't see the St. Valentine's Massacre or Capone's rise to power? Does that – do you guys feel disappointed or are you just – you totally fine? I'm a little bit disappointed about the Capone. And for me, that's still on the edge because we haven't got to see him yet. And we haven't really, I mean, we get a little sneak peek for next week in the future, and we know he's coming back. Um, but for me, that's still on the fence, because they haven't told us anything about what we're getting from him this season. The Valentine's Day Massacre, yeah, I'm a little disappointed we're not going to see that. Um, just and his rise to power, like, we all, you know, so Charlie, we used to always talk about how mm-hmm. they were the Muppet Babies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you saw little Capone and little Luciano and little yeah. Meyer, and, you know, we could talk about the day that they would become full-fledged Muppets. And we just lost that a lot of that, you no, know. That you, you know, which we'll talk about lucky later. And his scar mm-hmm. is is like you know great acting. He looks so aged and and weathered, right? But and we'll get to that. But we lost a lot of that. And does, I guess what I'm asking you guys: Are you disappointed? Yeah, and from that, oh, I'm sorry. Never was, right ahead. I was just going to say I was you know pretty disappointed when when first of all when they said that this was going to be the last season because I was like, how are they going to do that? You know, how can they wrap up this story? Um, that quick with one season left and i think what we're left here is jumping around in time and who knows maybe they'll go back to um to the massacre or maybe they'll go back to capone's rise because they're obviously starting this episode seven years uh from where we left the last one they may play a lot with time elements in this they might we might get some we've already gotten the flashbacks we've got the flashbacks i think that we're only going to get a from what i've read i I, Mm -hmm. I mean it's somewhat of a spoiler, but it's not because this is this is information that HBO and Terrence Winters put out there. But I, it doesn't indicate that we're going to have that kind of a flashback. I think we're right. going to go back to Nucky's childhood, which we'll talk about um, in our first topic. Or excuse me, we'll talk about later in the show. Um, but the idea from what Terrence Winters said was we opened the show, the series, we opened the series on Prohibition. Mm-hmm. You know, the outlaw, the banning of liquor sales. And now he wanted to open the final season on the the lifting of prohibition, and so I mean I could see, I I think for the cards he was dealt, which is like you know what you've got eight episodes to wrap it all up. Right. I I think he did the right thing doing thirty starting in thirty one. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that this wasn't their choice to skip over all these years? It was. You have eight episodes. How are you going to choose? And I think that it coming kind of full circle to the end of this chunk of time for them works for me. Like, I'm happy with that decision because we need that information. Right. With the cards we've been dealt, Mm -hmm. again, I'm happy with that. I'm just bummed that those are the cards. But we had always, Charlie, we'd always talked about we would always watch this show in a way we were so excited we we love the production value we love the production design the music just the the layers of it but the fear was always that they spent so much money oh, on yeah. it and they didn't get the crazy numbers that Mad Men or Breaking Bad get right. or Sopranos and therefore 
you know, we risk the chopping block, it's, yeah, which it's like inevitably a came. Scenario. Yeah. Deadwood, exactly. Yeah, same. And, and you know, when you you look at the production value of this um, and the, the lighting, and just if you know even just a little bit about film, you know, well, that budget is massive. I mean, you can Google it and find it, find out. And knowing that you do know you're sort of walking the Deadwood path, and just enjoy it while it's here, unless. It, it, your average viewer too it's very history um heavy right and your average viewer um at least people i've talked to just friends on the they zone they zone yeah, out they, yeah they my girlfriend th- third episode zoned out and i i'm i think on a monthly basis we revisit it and say <laughs> biggest mistake you ever made because i know she would have loved this show if yeah. she had hung in and that's all it is you know just hanging in for like an extra app and hbo is so great about putting things in to keep your average you know a lot of violence a lot of sex a lot of things to grab your average viewer if you just hang in through it you're gonna fall in love with the story but what we didn't have that's a game of thrones has for a period piece is uh the younger people the sex the you know the the heartthrobs and i think with jimmy you you know we had that Mm -hmm. and who knows maybe Killing him too soon, you know, may may have been the the. the I, I had one writer, one writer, a one hype for the younger viewer. But one writer had said that that mm-hmm. ultimately by killing the other lead so early, you know, doomed the show because you lost that kind of heartthrob, right? That you know would be able to maybe give you the Game of Thrones element, give you you know mm-hmm. would would appeal to that crowd. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you kill main characters in Game of Thrones, too, but you wait, you don't do it in the way that they did but in But it's Borba. also talking just about the age of the people that are connecting to and the right, actors right, that they Jimmy, can follow. Yeah. And Jimmy right. had that demographic. Yeah. He was who, right. you know, the 20-somethings I mean, a young can Brad follow. Pitt, right. And you have other shows, like that father-son element, if you look at shows like Son of uh, Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. there's different ages. In Boardwalk, most of your characters that are sticking around are a little bit on the older side. I think it's a, you know, I think for uh, other showrunners, it's a little bit of a cautionary tale because, you know, yes, it's nice to turn over the soil. Mm -hmm. And with Game of Thrones, (laughs) yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's Game of Thrones. You're always just killing up, bringing new people. And as a showrunner, I have to tell you guys, the business end of of Hollywood, to be in that position is is such a great position because actors are going to complain less, ask for less money. They're going to basically live in fear Every week that they're going to get off. I mean, other than, yeah. say, uh, Walt from Breaking Bad, um, uh, John Hamm in, in Mad Men, Nucky on this show. I mean, a lot of these uh, multi-plot, multi-character uh, dramas, it's just you can just kill them and reinsert them. Um, but maybe Jimmy had more power than they realized. You know, I, I, and, I, they, you know. and they didn't replace him. Or they tried to replace him too late, maybe with like... Um, Nucky's nephew when he came in last season. Yeah. I think that was maybe well, a and Margaret's love, Margaret's mister, the, yeah, you know, who they, and, and who, who everyone loved, away, like, and then he got and then killed. He showed up in a box, yeah. Yeah, so they've kind of just taken him away and not really, they didn't switch fast enough. They didn't give us someone new to root for that was young. But I mean, I still love the show. It's I mean, no, just, no, we yeah. all, I mean, I'm all in, and mm-hmm. but but it's just a business discussion on you know, how you keep a wider audience because at the end of the day, I wanted this show this this to go eight seasons. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I am not satisfied that I have eight epi- seven episodes now left to one probably the top five dramas I've ever seen on TV. Maybe yeah. even top three. I mean, yeah. And I was hoping too that you would then you know once Boardwalk ended and then we'd pick it back up in Chicago and go through the right. Capone thing. You know and, and that, have 
That could be an option, though. It's, no one it, knows. Yeah, I mean, it could be an option to kind of go back now yeah. and retell the Chicago I think, story. But I think Capone is so... It feels like the way television is going is that they don't center on the big-name character, but they're centering on the, the nucky, mm-hmm. the chalky. They're centering on those somewhat obscure characters that are maybe slightly known in history, but... Mm-hmm. Or, or based on somebody in history, and then they'll bring in these other... But if, if the discussion comes down to the showrunners, what's going to redraw that in to rebrand Boardwalk Empire? I don't think it's going to happen. Component. I don't think it's going to happen. Gonna happen. I can hope. You can hope. <laughs> Gosh. You can hope. I'm don't sorry. Well, I'm just like, being I'm realistic. Just, I'm talking about the push they could do where it would realistic. still be Boardwalk, but it would be centered on Capone, and that could draw in some new people because they know that name. Hey, if you're going to hope, I'll hope with you. I mean, no. I, I mean, I would, but I just... Uh, it's It's... Anyway, it's it's a little bit bittersweet, you know. We're we'll, we're gonna get into the various topics. Let's start with Chalky. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a stripey. Um, again, when, you know, Charlie, you're speaking about filmmaking. Did you notice how there was no the, color? Oh, yeah. it was almost black it was and white. Blue though, right? It was, it was a blue, blue. It was so blue. Tent, right, which is my blue heaven uh-huh. plays later. But yeah. but I mean, when you look at the contrast between. Uh, that every time the you go from there, Cuba, that was the first Cuba one, right? To the blue, to really the brightness. It's it's interesting, it, and it continued through the whole episode. The color differences in each of the sections was to me just saying that right now we had all these characters that lived in the same world of Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and starting off this season, they are completely separate, and each of them has these different tones and is going through their own changes. And Chalky's was so blue, so heavy, it was the and most right, right, and had so. Needs the most change. Um, needs the most added to his life. But also, we always talk about Chucky as kind of the other side mm-hmm. of Nucky. Because they constantly go between each other and completing each other. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was, we'll get into it, but even illustrated really clear foot for me at where Chucky ends up when he runs away. We're going to get into it and I'll explain my feelings in a minute. I, I think what you guys are saying about how we see all these differences, you know, it's kind of like starting at the uh, in the middle or of emerging from that sort of cosmogonic cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's been in his underworld for the past seven years, right? And now he's emerging, and we as the viewers get the fun aspect of watching um, him move forward, and then maybe call back to what he learned in his time, you know. Behind bars or doing, wherever he's been, yeah, wherever he's been. Um, it was Matt Weiner. I mean, excuse me, uh, Terrence Winter also had said if there was one character he just wished he had more seasons it, with to work with was Chalky. Yeah, he oh, said yeah. he really wanted to do more with him, which we all wanted to of see. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's to me, it's just he changed so much because I was recalling the last time we kind of saw Ch- Chalky in prison and the power he had when that. Mm-hmm. smart ass or when anyone who was opposed to him was in the cell with him mm-hmm. and it wasn't him who had to step up but all the people who knew his name who could step up for him right. and that he was stripped of that now and that he was still you know separate he had the coat he was def- he was definitely different he still wanted to tie his shoes but that he had last lost- one out of the last one out last yeah. one to stand up you know but that he had kind of he had lost that influence he had lost that surrounding force of who he was the leader and of. He lo- and he looked very aged. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, uh, when he asked him what he did or how he got here, uh, he said, um, I got myself caught. You know, there's no... In in that, that's all he says. There's no right. remorse for what he did. You no. can tell right off the bat 
you know, Chalky's been holding this in. He hasn't um, come out of this a, you know, a more righteous person or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going back in, and he, I think he's going to dig his heels in. And, and you know, deeper. you can see the perspective. Look at how um, his people are treated, mm-hmm. right? So you can see where he's he's not going to see any wrong of his doing. Oh, sure. It's like, no, I just, I just got caught. Yeah. You know, which I love. That's a that's a great catch on your part. Um, we're going to see a lot more of him, obviously. Margaret in New York. Are we leaving Chucky? No, if you don't want to, we'll I stay. I just want to throw one thing out. Go, please. That I think that a difference that we got to see between Chucky and Nucky is how one thing they illustrated with Chucky was how he was the one who went for the keys. Yeah. Which seemed like a brilliant move the first time I saw it. But then when you introduced the other player who takes the power from him or has to create the power with the gun, it kind of, when he holds the gun to his head and he's like, do you know how to use the phone? It shows that Chalky was missing something. Versus when we get to see Nucky, when we get him to see succeed in the flashbacks, it's not only because he was honest and brought back the money, but it's also because he was ruthless and was willing to fight. And it's both ends of that spectrum. But don't you think, Chalky, I mean, Nucky also got sucker punched in, Cle- in Cuba. True. So you can't say that. But he didn't take the... But um, Chalky, what I'm saying is he didn't take the gun this time. He didn't take the gun and oh, the keys. Oh, I see. He just took the keys. Right. So he couldn't succeed on his own. So you had to have this other player come in, this other partnership, this other side, which Nucky's always... He tries to stand on his own feet, but he always needs Do you think there was person. that much thought put into it by the filmmaker? That's very interesting if they did. I'm not sure, but that's what or I was the, getting the from the I'm pretty yeah. excited for this next Chalky, and I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I don't he's know if we know something him. very interesting. <laughs> yeah, but just in the short scenes we saw him with Okay, him, like, so is he, you guys, is he psychotic? Or is he is he um, is he smart and and trying to get up the ladder and, and is not well educated? I think he's got all the hints for like a great deep character because I was expecting not much at all. You know, he was just singing the whole time, so I was thinking, you know, that's as deep as it goes. But then when he puts the gun to his head, it was such a bizarre scene. Mm-hmm. You know, like do you know I use a phone? I was, I mean, I was laughing through also it. Also, when he points out the story that he's telling the officer is about his scar on his face is oh, about yeah. his father. And That's then later what I mean. we get a line that he's in jail because he, he killed, killed the father. father. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, that takes someone with a little more going on. Also, also the fact that he he knew something was different about Chalky. Notice how he's the one mm. he kept centering on because he knew there's something more to this guy. So he has another sense. So I, so as we're talking mm. this out, yeah, yeah he's he's complex and probably deeper than we re- than mm-hmm. I realize he's not just psychotic like there's a game plan there he's just he's just not educated but he was smart enough to single out Chalky right yeah. in the most bizarre way possible at the and, end. The, and the dad you know who uh, yeah. did what he did to him he yeah. made sure he paid the price but Chalky just always has interesting partnerships I mean <laughs> he does exactly well, has he interesting had, wingman he's a wing, wingman not partners yeah wingman but you're right, but of... he didn't grab the gun. Mm-mm. Jeez, I wonder if that like, was... Like, Nucky would have had both. He would have the keys I just wonder if there was that much thought put I... into it. I wonder if they were just writing and they wanted to find a way to bring those characters, characters together. together. But, if they, God, if you're right, that is... Again, these guys just blow me away. Okay, so Margaret. So we go to Margaret, and we're in New York, and she's still the assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Boston guy giving a speech and he seems all positive and he talks about having his wife there because after all they're not he just about crazy. money 
I just thought he, he seemed crazy. I thought he was coming. I just thought he was one of those assholes who was trying to rile everyone up to make money, like a Wall Street yeah, kind of scene from Wall Street. And then all of a sudden, out comes the gun, and um, and we, you know, we know we're going toward the depression, and we yeah. we know mm-hmm. that from history, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I just like how he's talking about you know the whole sailing away on the turtle thing, and and then it's you could tell in him saying the story, you were watching him crack, and I think you know he's sort of a microcosm for what America is sort of feeling at this time. 1929 is a really bad year. This is 1931, two right. years into it, two years after the and, crash, right? And then so. Um, He's he's sort of I think there to put that um, the, you know the show to put their stake in what's what the average person's thinking because he's at a bank you know he's not a gangster he's not anyone else you know if he's giving a speech this mm-hmm. is something that's not um, that that can almost be representative of the people it's a at world the time. reference yeah a world it's reference. to give the show some con- more context I can't even say some context and I mean mm-hmm. and there's nothing but sea references ocean and water throughout <laughs> this no the whole, you know, so it's interesting about the turtle for the little mermaid um, to show what I, what I like seeing too is that most of the stuff I've seen about the Great Depression is either 1929 which is the crash mm-hmm. which people jumping off buildings which I've, I've heard actually never really happened there's not one case that's what I'd heard but there were huh. rumors that there was all these guys jumped off the buildings that they worked in I've either seen that or I've seen the um, Grapes of Wrath you know that's 30s cool. where everyone has no money and they're dying I I like seeing the kind of slow disintegration, an office that is... Thinks it could be okay. It's crumbling, they're trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how many times have we seen this, you know, even in our economy today, oh, yeah. where it's like you know, everyone's putting fingers in the dike, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um I love seeing that. It's very interesting. It it, it is, and, and I mean, you know, obviously our economy now isn't as as bad as um, then, but uh, you have a lot of interesting parallels to today with uh, even you know prohibition of booze and marijuana today, right. and people talking about how it could fix the economy. That's what they were talking about in Cuba. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so you know, and maybe uh, who knows? Maybe they'll be taking some liberties in that regard this season, showing parallels. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I mean, we always talked about the. Well, gentlemen, we're entering into the information age, you know, and it was like we're in that today, you know, yeah. and they're talking about back then with radio and um, telephones, electricity. electricity. Right. Uh, so I, I think you're right. In, in looking at Margaret, you know, once again, she's just um, she's such a survivor. And we were questioning, you know, as we're watching, oh, my God, does she have the key? Well, clearly she did. I can't. I've, sorry, I, I expected you to go. Of course, she has the key because you're always one step ahead. I didn't. I didn't expect that she had it. I thought she was going to find it. I thought we were going to get a little bit of a. How do I say this? Margaret is like. A, I want to. I want her to be like an unintentional crook. Like she doesn't do things bad on purpose, but they kind of just happen to her. And so I kind of wanted her to find the key and it like fall into her lap. But this, she's. I wanted to see that she'd removed herself from this criminal world, that she didn't have any backgrounds, and that she'd kind of unattached and she was going to get thrown back into the fire. But now she had the key. She's choosing whatever path she, or whatever these AR files are. She yeah, is choosing. A redstone. Yeah. yeah. She's choosing <laughs> to be involved. Um, and that's a little, that's a little funny streak in doesn't Margaret. Su- doesn't surprise me because that's consistent with her character. Let's talk about where she meets with, um, her boss's boss <laughs> was, also... was that just a str- their strange version of human resources? 
I, how do you feel? I asked you how you felt, right? Like, he, was he going through the, was he just going through, is that their lame attempt back then to be human resources that were going to, you know, because, I mean, obviously she's feet away from mm-hmm. seeing her boss blow his head off. Right. Um, yes. Very different world back then, but I'm sure it had a figure in. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to talk to all the employees, make sure everyone's okay, no one wants to send in any complaints. He was just a little unattached from the situation. Well, I mean, again, that's the time, though. You see Mad Men in the 60s, Mm -hmm. it's the the same thing. It's not this politically correct environment, you know. It's, it's, but I'm grateful that they even acknowledge it a little bit because Mm -hmm. I think the, 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 the bad writing would have been to say, well, back then people were colder and tougher. Mm hmm. I would think that somebody would acknowledge uh, someone we witnessing their to, boss get their head blown off. We got information out of it. We got that she's not married. We've got that she has. Her Don't get turned around. Like, he told her. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another. Another very fine. I'm expecting a lot of things from Margaret. Uh, oh this yes. season Because she hasn't really had her breakout season. You know, we've kind of been waiting for it. And I think, well, obviously, they have no choice but to do it this season. But I'm very interested to hear what her past was with AR and, and um, That's I'm right. expecting a lot. Throwing a it lot out there that Sally is attached to someone other than Nucky. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that when we get and there. And Margaret is unattached. We'll get there. But that might change. Hmm. But that might change. And again, um, Terrence Winter said that you know, she's going to have an interesting romance. Oh, goodness. So I think he said by episode three. That's oh, what that's, I read. That's great. Um, anyway, it'll be in, it, other than that, it seems like she's losing her job as a secretary, right? Because it's time no. to get married. Is that what he was I, saying? I feel like that. I mean, oh, she, yes. she, and he, he didn't say it specifically, but I, I can't imagine she's going to stay there much longer. And so that'll probably force her into crime. Sure. And now here's the interesting thing. What do you do with her children now? They're seven years older. Is that, do you recast that, you guys? You have to recast it. And or you was, don't show them for as long as possible. I'm glad you mentioned that. That was an interesting thing. Uh, she said, do you have family? And she just said, I have a brother and a sister or something Brothers like and sisters, I think. So she didn't mention her kids at all? Do you think they'll do the, they got sent away or something? I wonder. I don't know. I, I mean, that was that I was don't think most... we're going to see them for a bit. Mm. They've got so much going on. It's I mean, really, it's God, episodes. I know, true. And it's so hard because the, her son was there. Yeah, were, that's where it would come He to was play. so interesting. The, and they were... And really, Nucky and... Nucky, his, his relationship, relationship was interesting, but and he how was... how started this episode with Nucky's He was slight socio, that boy. Oh, yeah. I was just wondering what else he was going to light on fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll get there. Um, listen, guys, uh, please, if you're listening to us on iTunes, can you rate and comment? Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, can you do the same? And um, if you're real good, maybe you can rate and comment on both places. Wow. Right? And if you awesome. have any questions or comments, uh, put them there. Uh, Sarah usually reads them. <laughs> and uh, and if you have any input and you, anything you want to add to us, um, you can do that there as well. And uh, yeah. A lot of times, a lot of people have been great. They've given us a lot of great feedback on our show, but also on the show in general. And we use that a lot, and it's very effective for us. Also, we've gotten so much information from you guys. Yeah. Like, that is wonderful, just the wealth of knowledge that everyone listening has we love to hear about it's great and it's hard because we go up you know the after buzz rules to go up moments after the show so you we know to, missed you missed we miss a lot of stuff and uh yeah whatever you guys see please send our way and we'll talk about it itunes youtube boom new york and lucky luciano 
Oh, yes. Oh, his transformation, I think, is probably my favorite. Um, just from the get-go of that lucky Luciano with his droopy eye and his scar and his... He, he's a man. Yeah. No more boy. Half in no. darkness, half in light. You don't really know where he stands. I thought that they did a really good job of just, without pushing that he's changed, just showing us that he has been through the ringer in these past seven years. And we don't really know what's happened. Him and Chalky, I feel like, have had some a crazy time. And I'm really excited to see where he goes. Scared, but really excited. Yeah, he's uh, clearly on the rise. We see, you know, what happens with um, Don Salvatore. And I, and I have uh, Mike August, who's super fan Mike August, mm-hmm. uh, sent some great catches of the week. And uh, I'll read them later um, with regards to this and some of the historical characters that you see in that scene. Um, one of the things I think I read was that Bugsy Siegel was one of the uh, assassins who kills Masseria. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, I'm glad Masseria got his comeuppance. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a couple of seasons. But again, you got to do it with the uh, with what actually happened. Ha- right. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the spread of disease? Huh? The way oh, that the cutting, the of, the cutting of the hands yeah. and the shaking. I don't know. The blood oath today. Uh, to the me, blood oath. The blood oath and all of the, um, the Roman references. As you come in, yep. you get the whole, he was not a Caesar. Right. And then mm. there's the representation where you could kind of look at Lucky as a Brutus, mm-hmm. like who did betray him uh. and all of. Can you, who can you really trust? And that's how I read into oh, yeah, it. Definitely. It's like they were trying to, they were doing all these Roman references. They're throwing out who was a Caesar, who could rule. Um, Marcus, Aurelius Marcus Aurelius was mentioned, mm-hmm. but Brutus wasn't. And then you got the introduction of Lucky, and that's how it read to me. Where I was like, he was the betrayer. He's the one who caused this fall. Um, and, you know, you that name is scarring. It never leaves you. And he'll, you know, we know historically he's, you know, he's at least survives physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I won't go too much into his fate because mm-hmm. I don't know how how far we're going to take him into the for, in the forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. But you know, he makes it through. So it's interesting how much more damage he'll do to that mm-hmm. organization, or if he will toe the line for them. And I mean, do you think that they can actually trust him? Or they actually will? No, I mean, I think when you were talking about the Brutus thing and they brought out the knife, you know, that sort of the dagger. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that symbolism alone says, you know, he's he is climbing to the top in my yeah. in my mind. But um, maybe. I, I feel like they have to develop those characters a little bit more to see if we're going to trust them or not. Yeah, and I don't, we haven't, I don't know much about Salvatore. He was this our first introduction to him? Cause I know I, it feels like it, but it who feels knows? Like like, it because I feel like I haven't. You know, really seen him. Um, wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't in Cuba last season. I feel like his name has been there, but I don't. I did not recognize his face. Or not Cuba. I'm sorry, Florida. I yeah. uh, Florida last yeah, season. I'm gonna have maybe. to rewatch a little. Guy in the white suit. Or if you guys can um, remember please, when Salvatore introduction was made. Besides today, because I know that they talked about him, but I don't know if we'd seen him before. I don't know. And I'm a little. Foggy on him. Moving on, uh, you know, going to Cuba, so from Florida to Cuba, um, we see uh, Meyer Lansky, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not that close with Lucky because uh, I'm a he's a bachelor. I'm yeah, a married one man. Of us is still a bachelor. Or yeah, like but that. yet he's of course with the, with a prostitute. <laughs> he's uh, only married means, for the week, I guess. Which That's means her. you can't trust a single thing he says. So who no. knows if he's actually in leagues with Lucky? Well, I know that again, their relationship, 
I know. still in turmoil. It, no, I don't. I know it's in history. It's, it's pretty solidly connected. Oh, okay. But maybe they're on the outs at this moment. I, I don't know. One. He might be too hot of a potato. Lucky. Lansky might have to, like, lay back a little bit because he's, you know, gotten himself yeah. into so much trouble. Yeah, I just don't know if we were getting all lies out of Meyer's mouth because obviously the wife was a lie. And then he says he's not in, t- in contact really with Lucky. So maybe True. he's in complete mm-hmm. contact with Lucky. And isn't it great and when... And then you called... You that? said it out loud. What? Right up before the attack. You went, ooh. It's a hit. Yeah. Uh, when he asked for the Lucky Strikes. Oh, nice. The cigarettes. Yeah. I was like, right before he got attacked, yeah. he said Lucky I Strikes. it was over. Yeah. It's what he, he gets for not smoking larbies. But but it was interesting when uh, Naki, being Naki, said, why is he here? Mm-hmm. You know. And so Cuba 31, it's it's like, when, when do we not visit pre-Castro Cuba and have <laughs> people uprising, it seems, right? And I used to, what, was it Magic City on Stars? Did you guys ever uh, see it? And I'm, no. I'm, but you know the show. Hey, Stephen, can you check? Is it was it Magic City on Stars? Was was nineteen? It was about a hotel in nineteen fifties South Beach, um, and there was a lot of interaction with Cuba. Yeah, Magic City. Uh, yes, it was a great. It was really a good series. It was Miami. good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Hmm. And you know, they unfortunately canceled it. Um, just nineteen thirty one Cuba. You know, fun place mm-hmm. again. But you always have those like the little revolutionaries. Home to Miss Sally. Doing their things. Home to Miss Sally and then also Bacardi Rum. Yeah. Yeah, you do have a lot of those yeah, stakes in history, which makes it fun to watch uh, for, you know, the history buffs out there. I'm not but far from a history buff, but just casually, I, I like that. And the uh, Don, um, what's his name? Don Max. Uh, I'll get it for you. It's even funny, as you guys look that up, that Nucky... Don Being Nucky knows Cuba's future because he's the one that they're like, oh, we always have those little things. And and I forget what he said, but it was an indication like, no, this is a warning to something bigger. And obviously, you know, we know Cuba is going to implode. Right. Um, sort of building off Nucky's just political knowledge and political sense or instinct. That he has that instinct to yeah. know. And, and it's, it was interesting to um, always wise to have an exit. Arranged, you know that that quote came up, but, and I wonder if that's not foreshadowing for the series. I wonder if the series doesn't have Nucky having a, an escape arranged. I just wonder when mm-hmm. I heard that line. Uh, and what I thought was interesting in that scene that you're talking about when they pulled out to the wide shot, you had the wind going through the corn in the background. I was like, oh, there's there are definitely soldiers walking through that corn, you know. Wow. So I I know it was that that was a little weird, but um. In my brain, that was a little weird. But I just thought Nucky always finds a way to get himself surrounded in one way or another. So that was myself thinking that's obviously foreshadowing of it. How great was it to see him handle the senator? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've been in meetings and I've had that kind of naysayer in the meeting just totally screwing up a meeting. And Nucky just steps right on him and is like, no, we we can make this work. And what do we have to do? How do we work together? And typical Nucky. Yeah. Making we, the deal. I think we can all learn a lot from Nucky. If we just study Nucky, <laughs> good things will happen. Um, but Nucky, who says he's always happy, never really seems to be happy. No, he does. No, 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 no. He's a very complex man. But, but And again, we're going to talk about why when we go back mm-hmm. to 1884. Um, but in Cuba, you're right, Sally, I don't think is, she says, don't worry, I'm not alone. 
Yes. And, that, and that's the indication that she has somebody else or, right? There was a lot of, like, subtle information for me, for Sally. I really like her character, always have. I think she's, we got her that she's seven years in. We got that she's still addressed as Miss Wheat, so she's not been married. Mm-hmm. Um she has her own place down there. She's the one who kind of pushes. But she's come um, up from barmaid into you see her now. Yeah, and she's the one pushing like yeah, the you business. know the arrangements, the womanly favors that are really what gets this deal going right. and gets them to have this control over him. That's arranged by Sally and addressed by Sally. Right. That wasn't Nucky's idea or proposition. She went. She laid down that idea, um, and then their separation from each other. That their relationship has obviously very much changed, which to me was a surprise because I thought that they were together. When they introduced uh, yeah. them dancing, I thought that that meant he had found no. some happiness. And that's sad because. She's, you know, the kiss on the cheek, you know, they're not together in that way. Mm-hmm. Also tells me that maybe well, it's Nucky and Margaret that will rekindle. Yeah. You know, that door is open for that. It's pointing in that direction. I always liked them together. I thought they, I thought out of all, he. Sally's good, but she's so, kind of too much of a thug. Where if, if the business Sally's is going to be legit, awesome on her own, right? Margaret kind of needs Nucky. But for, but also for if you want to be run a legit business, and now we're moving away from prohibition, and he wants to Nucky being Nucky ahead of the curve, wants to have a legit business. Margaret was a better, I think, was a better front. Well, and especially since she now has uh, just a well of valuable information working at the bank, just everything from. Because that was the bank that uh, AR went to to get investments, and he invested in Florida, I believe. And now he's dead, so so so. who knows where that... And she's going for that file, so that... Uh, uh, I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Yep. That'd be very interesting. Um, And we'll probably get back to Florida at some point. Um, But Nucky's setting up a distribution pipeline for when Prohibition does end. He'll be the one. He'll be, yeah, he'll be sending Bacardi to the thirstiest nation in the world. Yes. Yeah. And then it'll be interesting. And I, I think our little, um, uh, preview of the next upcoming weeks hinted at this. Just, you know, your established legal business Mm -hmm. coming to, uh, head with, uh, the underground and how those two worlds are going to collide. Right. This won't be legitimate business any way you cut it. Right. And also the change that we had from, we had so much Hoover. And also, we got some foreshadowing about. Yeah, he'll be. You yeah. know, he's not going to. I may. We know. We know it's Roosevelt yeah. who mm-hmm. takes over. We got that name dropped today, so that's a huge turn for the season, right? Which I think will be. It's kind of, that one. I'm actually bummed about. I really liked the, everything to do with Hoover because he was corrupt. He was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He was fun. It was fun having him in office. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we FDR needs to bring things, count things down, and. Get us out of depression, win the biggest war of our nation's history, and have us become a superpower. It's just got those couple of tasks ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right, Atlantic City, eighteen eighty four. Is this what, your favorite sp- section? No, actually, can I? Other than historically, I love any time that you we can time travel and they give us the production design, and I feel the show does such a good job bringing us back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would give anything to time travel personally. So when I see this and I see it done well, I love it. That being said, initially I was bummed because we're talking about all these great characters we have, how we've fallen in love with them, and we want to see more from them. But now you're asking me to get invested in a mom, 
a young, right. the young dad, the young Nucky, all new actors, mm-hmm. um, a young Commodore. I'm sure it's going to be a, um, a, a young Jillian. It's just a lot to ask me when we only have eight episodes left. Right. But as I watched it, I'm like, God damn, Terrence Winter and, and this show, because I, I'm hooked. I got, I'm in. What do you guys think? Um, I agree with you. It did take a lot of time out of this episode. And... But do you think are you bummed the fact that this takes this is going with eight episodes left? This is going to take away now because this is now another major what story holds, arc. What holds Bordock together is Nucky, and yes, it is a huge story arc. But I think we're going to need to know more about his past to be satisfied with where he ends up at the all of, at the end of all of this. I agree, and I think from like a bookend perspective, you start it with um, what was that song? Be honest and true, boys. Um, that you know from the from the golden days uh, from the, the book poem, the poem mm-hmm. yeah. is, it, is it a poem or is it a book I think it's a book it's like a it's leaflet a, no, that's not the right word um, that's probably what a book looked like back then right yeah probably but, the but take- you're right no they would they like had the a, bound books back then yeah, yeah so I don't know so the takeaway that though was be honest and true boys and I think you know from a book ending perspective you start the uh, the final season off with be honest and true boys because that's what was said mm-hmm. at the beginning um, and then you look at Nucky and, the, you know, he is giving it an honest effort to make some money, but he's quickly finding very early on, to be honest and true, is to be corrupt and, you know, with the <laughs> Commodore, you know, sweeping his floor. So, However, however yeah. by returning the money, he still got, you know, he could have had the $50, which would have been spent in a matter of months, maybe even a year. I don't you know, no. And that would have been done with it. But the fact that he didn't get the 50, you know, now he's up, he's with the Commodore sweeping. So it's quite the investment. The honesty did pay off in a, it, in a different, in a way that he may not have expected. In a way that's Or maybe he did him. expect it. He wanted to get in with those people. Well, and he and, said he wanted to get ahead and, and he got shut down. And he tells the sister, he's already aware that they just have more money. There's nothing special about those people. They right. just, they just have money. That's the only difference. Um, no, and, and so it's it's through his honesty that he enters this life of corruption. And I think we also see right away when he makes money, he likes to give it back, giving his sister the sour uh, candy. You know, mm-hmm. and we've seen that all throughout Nucky's story. Is giving the mother the dollar. Get, yeah, yeah, and um, and just giving the mother the dollar. Yeah, giving the sister the candy, and then throughout Nucky's entire life, he's sort of one of the rob from the rich to give to the poor kind of a people. And it's also a parallel that like once in a while, once in a while it does fire back at him. Like his honesty does fire back at him. Like he does get hit. He, I'm sure at some point the mm-hmm. dad found the money. There's all these points that it does he gets hit in the face. But overall, all of his missteps lead him to get to better places. Mm-hmm. We see that Eli mm-hmm. is a little bit um, sheltered and removed. Go outside. I'm, I'm, like, I'm going to right, well, smack your <laughs> brother in the head. So go do something stupid, mm-hmm. but also you're being shielded. Um, clearly, you're more favored. And for some reason, he expects more out of Nucky, the father. Blue-collar guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we remember the dad from the first two or three seasons, remember? Yeah. And he always was cantankerous and seemed a little bit closer to Eli, remember? And mm-hmm. he was a little rougher on Nucky. And Nucky put up with him. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the fact that he's just not some mean, abusive man for no purpose. Like, that's, again, that's the easy way to write that. That's the cop-out. But you see him crying about the daughter. You mm-hmm. see, you, you know, you know he's, yeah. 
They're bu- they're building a complicated father figure, and, and you saw that uh, back. I forget what season where he died, and you have the funeral and Nucky and um, Eli are in there, you know, kneeling down, and their exchange is something. You know, there's a lot of resentment from Nucky to Eli, and it's as a result of this father figure that mm-hmm. we have. So yeah, they're not taking the easy way out. And there. most sibling rivalries, which you know you don't really hear a lot, but according to um, mental health experts, it's based on the parents. Mm-hmm. The parents, you know, kids are something don't know any better. It's that the programming comes from the parents. Mm-hmm. So that's very astute. Uh, also, wonderful job. The actor playing the Commodore. Oh, yeah. He's nailing him, I think. Yeah. His voice, his mannerisms. The mannerisms especially, and just, like, the way he stands there, mm-hmm. you know, it... it uh, what do you think, sir? I thought he did a really good job. Honestly, though, I didn't really need it. I was so much more focused on what was happening with um, young Nucky and, like, with just the little things. I didn't need a bunch of speeches from the Commodore. I got it. I got that it was... The basically the opposite advice that he was getting from his mother, and so you were getting these two opposing forces. Oh, I liked him. I, I also liked the fact that he built Atlantic City. It's like mm-hmm. the people like Bugsy Siegel building Vegas, but not really getting any credit. You know, it's like this guy built. According to this story, he built Atlantic City, which mm-hmm. is really cool. It's but cool it, to see that the the set design for that early boardwalk too. When you compare it to the intro credits and everything, right? Else, it's just very cool to see. It's tense. You know, it looks like. One, that's what they said. It, for my research, it was just one hotel. Oh, wow. That's all it was back then. And yeah. he had this vision to build it. And as I was watching it, thinking in my brain to where he ended up and his stroke and remember and his kind of his comeback to take the city back. Yeah. Um, you know, I wonder some of those old timers, remember his little circle of friends and the one that smacked Jimmy in the head with his with cane? cane? You know, I wonder, is it? Are yeah. we seeing these guys on the porch? Bowler Bull, hat man? Is maybe the guy. Hat? Yeah, maybe the guy with the fifty dollars bill in his hat. Maybe he's one of them. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I forgot about him. That's why I love about the show. Well, you the guy that kicked him off the the stoop. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Could be. I guess I'm just more invested in Nucky's history than uh, the of rest course. Of I get that. I get but that. But I thought it was done very well. Um, and with Nucky, we're seeing some of the other kids are doing more of the standard mm-hmm. ways of kind of getting ahead and Nucky's thinking already thinking big picture as a kid, which is I'm so cool. To. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the references, the tie-ins between the gold and the ocean and golden boys and the gold right. pieces and the diving for money and the constant of that coin throughout all of his flashbacks. Those were, I thought, really good symbols that they carried through the episode. And so... Well, and yeah, it, it is it is this boardwalk that attracts mm-hmm. so many people. It's, you know, is there gold in the water? That conversation he's got with his father, like, yeah, there is. You know, and, and who knows, maybe it was his dad's, when he was like, I didn't swim fast enough, it was that hit that said, okay, I mean, you saw a change in Nucky there. He was more determined to find something and more determined to help people out. And now he's more determined to be first all the right. time, which is like this whole deal in Cuba is why he wants to be the oh, yeah, first yeah, one yeah. out the door. Like, he wants to have this deal established before it gets started because he before can't be last. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or too late, or, you mm-hmm. know. Um, when the Commodore says, the Commodore knows the father. Mm-hmm. He's a go from the bay. You know, mm-hmm. he knows he's a fisherman. Is there any significance to that? Is there any history between him and the dad, or is it like, yeah, I know that guy? I think it was kind of just implied that they under the dad has a reputation of whether it's being, you know, I don't know if he's a drunk, I don't know if he's difficult to deal with, 
But I just got the sense that he's not known as an associate, he's just known of. As probably not being the most respectable citizen or going the most places for himself. Gotcha. I think, he, what did he call him? He called him the, the man from the bay? What was Yeah, so, he, something like so that. So I, I think it's just that idea that you come from a man of water, you know, and it's just, you know, talking about that symbolism, again, of water, water. you know, really just nailing nailing us over the head with it. And who knows if it's meant to be like a baptismal type thing, like this is, you know, where you're from, um, but... I mean, he said your mother went through three days to birth you. So, you know, you could do, like, a lot of these, like, almost the messiah of the underground type things if you want to go there, you know. Right. There was cutting the ear off, you know. I mean, Yeah, we you know, we didn't touch reference. on the bodyguard. He's clearly the new kind of Nucky's new ass kicker <laughs> yeah. who doesn't. Um, I like him. Th- yeah, he doesn't say much, which Nucky likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, unless you guys have anything else to say, I was going to go to Catches of the Week. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Just we already have Catches of the Week. Oh, it's the AfterBuzz TV Catch of the Week. Oh, nice. I never got that drop. Okay, so this is from super uh, fan Mike August. Thank you very, Mike, uh, very Hi, much, Mike. Mike, for saying Mike. this in. We love Mike. Okay. We love Mike. Okay. Mike is awesome. The episode title, Golden Days for Boys and Girls, refers to a children's story paper from the late 19th century. Some notable authors featured were Horatio Alger Jr. and Frank R. Stockton. It also notably included a weekly Bible lesson and... Boardwalk often deals with religious themes. Mm-hmm. Nucky refers to eating oysters, which are a symbol of wealth. Interesting that Nucky's father said Nucky is just the son of a fisherman. And early in the episode, Sally Wheel said the adult Nucky found his marlin. Ah. Being underwater in the, op- in the opening image represents Nucky's childhood in poverty and not yet having the, his head above water. And we see the wealthy Commodore tossing coins into the water from above. And Rise of Wealth is also represented in Luciano having Masseria, having, uh, saying to Masseria that he pulled himself up. Sally Wheat was wearing green throughout the episode, hence another symbol of wealth. We see the death of Masseria, which occurred in history on April 15, 1931, at the Coney Island restaurant. Lucky conspired with Masseria's rival, Sal Marin. Maranzano. The men who carried out the hit were Boxy Siegel, Vito there Genovese. Al Anastasio and Joe Adonis. But we only got two. We only saw two. We only got two. Masario died with the Ace of Spades card in his hand. After Masaria's death, Luciano became the head of the Morello Masaria family, also reorganized the Italian gangs of New York into five families, five new families using the crime structure of Sicily. And we, wow. quite, we haven't quite got that yet. He's not on top for us. No, no, no. Yeah, no, so that's a bit of a spoiler. That's in I'm sorry. Sorry. So, who knows? We Maybe may not we'll see it. That. We might not even get that. One more, season. and this could be a reach. The Chain Gang song referred to Juber, which is slang for a thing of great beauty or value. I know, Sarah, you Thank wanted to. Sarah's like, what's Juber? I'm like, what does this mean? I see that tying into the episode's theme of wanting more money and power. Wow. Okay. All right, let's go to predictions. Mike is awesome. Yeah, That's he is amazing. Mike is great. Great. He's and so he just good. Well, we didn't get an official prediction. I mean, for what next week is, we got a tea. We it's mm-hmm. called the um, a sizzle tease yeah. for the the season, which is going to be Al Capone at power. 
Got more uh, Mueller, Van Alden. Van Alden, thank God. I love him. We're going to see him. Who knows what his name is now? We are going to see um, Chalky, and we're going to see uh, Chalky's nemesis, which is great. Mm -hmm. Who's got it? I'm sorry. What is this new club? What club is it? I don't know. Is it on it? Like... We also oh, no, got, you know what? It's probably the Cotton Club. You think it's Cotton Club? Probably Cotton Club. Okay. But, and I'm sorry, I'm having a brain freeze, guys. Who's... who's love, oh, Lovelace, um, love, love, good love, no, something. No, no. Doctor, oh um, my God. Narcisse, Narcisse. Yeah, yeah. Narcisse. okay. And we're going to see him, and uh, we we see Nucky bloody and beaten at a different point, and... We've uh, got a lot of attempts, I think, on people's lives. And even him dealing with the mob, the mob says, you don't have to be afraid. He's like, who said I'm afraid? It, it's... Listen, we know where it's going to be a great seven episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping to get Terrence Winter at some point. You know, in 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 these next six or seven, these next seven episodes, I'm hoping to get him. And I'm hoping we to. can pick his brain, <laughs> pick his brain a little bit. Yeah, a lot of the actors in New York. That's the only thing. Yeah, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we did have one of the actresses come in though for Spotlight on. Yeah, who'd you have? So we need to look. Everyone, check that out on our Spotlight. On. But but she's not. Have we seen, we haven't, she's a new character. Christian. She is Van Nelson's wife. Van Alden's wife? Yes. Which, that's what which I meant one? to say. The oh, oh, the, um, oh, his. Norwegian. Oh, um, great. Nice. You got her? Mm-hmm. Christian. <gasps> How was I your always, interview? She's wonderful. She is like the nicest, just calmest woman. She's so sweet. And obviously, this is just an Beautiful. accent she puts on. Yes. All right. So, ch- so and it's fan- like I was shocked that she came in and had an American. So accent. you guys go to YouTube for AfterBuzz TV Spotlight on what's her name? Christiane. I always pronounce it wrong. Though. Christiane Seidel. Seidel. Okay. Oh, you can look at where it's up on iTunes. And just, do you guys talk a lot about Boardwalk? We talk a little about Boardwalk. We talk about her other projects, but she talks about her whole experience. So you guys check it out. Oh my God! I'm awesome. so in. So in. Um, all right, Stephen. We're lingering. We're, we're dying here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. I know Sarah. Sarah does not do social media. I'm sure he does. Yeah, but Charlie do. Charlie at Charlie Barons on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to look at some weird pictures, that's where to go. Nice at Undergaro. And again, please rate and comment on iTunes, on YouTube, and info at AfterBuzz TV for any other thoughts. Stephen, where do we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux. All right, very good, you guys. Thank you so much, everybody. We look forward to speaking next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.